Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh, we are back. Fun times happening here on General Hospital. We're here to break it all down for you. Welcome to the GH Report, everybody. I'm Frank Moran. And I'm Carla Renata. We're here to break down all the craziness. Uh, as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and the chat is up and running, Carla, which means people can talk to us while we're doing the show. They are. Let me do roll call real quick. You know how I roll. Rue Wood, Jim Grosset, Kelly Publicola, Zoe Johnson, who is that? Dee Dee Durr, um, Michael B., Jerry Jacks, Cherie R., hey, Cherie R., Jim Grosset, Loretta Johnson, Monique Abram, Dolores Leach. And I think that is pretty much in Marlon Wallace. I think that's pretty much everybody. And Michael B. That's pretty much everybody. Hey, and Samantha Greenridge, Andy Gowen. What's up? And Stuart Pierce. Hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah, look at that. We get a nice uh, view of, of uh, the central hub of uh, the Kirby Critic Industries right there. This is where all Everybody the magic happens. Somebody said their sound, they can't hear. Oh, they heard me. It looks like you guys changed rooms for tonight. No, I'm in the same room. <laughs> yeah, just a different angle, different angle. This and Frank, is, yeah, Frank is in the same room, too. He just got light this time. <laughs> yeah, so I threw a little light on me. That way you can see this really ridiculous uh, quarantine beard I'm letting go. <laughs> so this is uh, oh, it's just as all patchy. That, not great. I can't grow those sexy uh, GH beards. I was saying on the Kirby Critic, we about to see people's real hair color. We about to see who got nails and who don't. Folks' eyebrows going to be looking kind of little. They're going to be <laughs> having unibrows. It's about to be off and crap. <laughs> see, now, like, Chase, Chase does a great job on the show. He, he has got a great 5 o'clock shadow that he has. Uh, I, I cannot. I can't do that. I can't, can't wait make it work. So I'll have to address that sometime during this quarantine. But, somebody, folks. I said they asked if we were self-isolating. Of course, we're self-isolating. He in his house and I'm in my house. Where you at, Jim Grosset? <laughs> uh, folks, we're going to break down all the stuff that, that in, in General Hospital, the way that you like it, with uh, an exacting, excruciating detail. But Carl, before we dive in deep, what did you think of this week overall? You know, I had a hard time watching. I would sit down to watch it in real time and it would keep get into, it would keep getting interrupted by updates on the coronavirus. And I don't know about people in other states, but here in Southern California, during the week, it's on 24-7 all day long. And I'm not complaining about it, but it just made it really difficult for me to watch General Hospital in real time. Having said that, the favorite part of the week for me, two favorite parts, were finally watching Jordan, you know, let it all hang out, so to speak. And to watch Sam go all the way in on Alexis, I was like, ooh, okay. Sit, sit. Uh, 
I will, uh, you know, I, I will agree with you in terms of the, uh, the media coverage for everything that's been happening in the country, in fact, the world. Uh, I almost, I, I just wish, just started at like a top of an hour or something like that, because I'd always be like, you know, 250, 245. I'm like, oh, we're so close. No, just third and three. But this week, it literally, like, literally, it was like, it comes on here, at, General Hospital comes on at two o'clock in LA, right? It yeah. literally started like 10 minutes in. And then it never, and then it never came back on. So I had to wait either until in the middle of the night if I was up to watch it, or try to catch it the next day on Hulu or after midnight on Hulu. I was like, man, y'all are messing up my my streaming schedule. <laughs> <laughs> they messing up my streaming schedule. I love me some GH, but I'm gonna need y'all to do this when I can watch it. Daggone it. <laughs> well. Let's dive into Jordan, because I feel like two characters that are annoying me this week, as usual, are Jordan and Sam, but we'll do with Jordan first. So finally, she tells Curtis, Sonny, and Jason that, yes, Cyrus says TJ, yes, she's the one that let Cyrus's drug shipments go through to get into Port Charles. And the only thing she can do now, which, of course, you know, well, the one thing that frustrates me is it's like that stupid thing that you always see where a loved one is held hostage and they just assume if they do one thing, they're always going to get that person back. And it never turns out that way. It's always like, no, no, no. I'm still holding on to him. I'm not done with you yet. I'm like, ugh, why? Yeah, I was, I was a little hopeful that they were going to zoom past that. I was really hopeful that <clears throat> if she did what he asked, that he would at least let her see him for a second. You know, at least let her see him in person, let her hug him or something. And I'm like, and then her, that scene with her in harmony where Harmony's like, you know, <clears throat> you're a dirty cop now. Too bad, too sad. I'm like, you know, I would be throwing stones if I was you, little Miss Harmony. <laughs> like, you in trouble. Yeah. Like, you you violating your parole. How are you going to be berating somebody else? But, yeah, I know. Um, you know what I mean? But Well, because especially if she told somebody that's like, oh, I did this because my son was being held, uh, held hostage. Nobody's going to really hold it against and say that George's a dirty cop now. It, well, you know, there's always somebody in Port Charles that got to take the opposing view. And we don't know how Mayor Laura is going to respond to that news either because she's running. She, oh, this is a, this, which brings me to this point. Why is she running to Sunny every two seconds, hoping that Sunny going to drop, going to drop off a little piece of nugget to her every month? Like y'all friends, but you the law and he ain't. Like really, Laura, what you doing, girl? <laughs> that those yeah. things always make me laugh because it's just like, what do you? And then the end of the scene where she goes, where Jason walks in and she goes, "Don't worry, Jason. He didn't. He didn't say anything." And I'm like, Jason don't care. Look <laughs> Jason, Jason. Jason was like, it don't matter if he says something or not. I ain't saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, they are killing me. And let's just flip back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's just flip back to um Jordan and Harmony scene for a second. As they're having the oops, sorry, my doorbell's on. Oh, look at that. Oh, doorbell. Um, so as they're having this conversation about Cyrus and what he is gonna do and what he isn't gonna do. This was the thing that that struck me very odd. So when Sam and Curtis were in the apartment, how did she know they were there? Was she like lurking across the street watching her apartment? Like, what does Harmony does Harmony have a life? 
Is she just like stalking out Jordan all day long, waiting for her to slip up? I don't understand. <laughs> that's it. That's all her job is. Yeah, if you're when she's got that nice 2019 car and uh, she can just cruise around, she's gonna stay out in comfort. That's why she got that new that swanky car. I know. But it's, it's frustrated me. Out about that car too. Will was like, I don't know. Let's take a ride in your new car. I was like, oh. <laughs> so Sonny and Sonny and Jason show up and <laughs> when they confront Jordan and Jordan says yes it's the deal and they say hey okay here's the plan let let Cyrus out of prison but you know what you don't have to incriminate yourself you don't have to confess that you were part of the frame up and go to prison while Cyrus is free just say it was your teammates you didn't know about it and this all happened uh, with you having no involvement of it so that way you stay out even with Cyrus being free. And Jordan is like, oh, I can't dishonor their memory. But it was so frustrating to me. It's like, what do you want, Jordan? What do you want? Because it's either, <laughs> you have no guarantee that TJ is going to be free either way. So it's like, I, I don't want to do this because TJ is there, but I won't do this because TJ might not be free. Like, come on, Jordan, you just got to pick something. I, f- I feel for her because <clears throat> it is her only kid. And they've been through it, her and TJ. They have been through the fire for real, for real. So I feel her pain. But at the same time, you know, if you, what, there was that moment where Sonny said to her he, that he had spoken to Cyrus personally and that Cyrus said he came back to Port Charles for personal reasons. And now he knows that that personal reason is Jordan. Jordan, out of the four people that were on that task force, is the only person that's left. So it's almost like Cyrus has this vendetta to get rid of her. And he seems to think that and by getting rid of her or getting rid of TJ or getting rid of anybody <clears throat> that has any link to her, that that's going to help him continue to have his thriving, you know, crime uh, syndicate, whatever you call it, thriving in poor Charles. And it's not. So I'm just like, why is he holding on? Is he is he putting a hold on her because she's a chief of police? They can always get a new chief of police. And what's he going to do? Is he going to blackmail every chief of police that they turn over? That's just a lot of energy. Well, I mean, certainly it's, yeah, he knows that they framed him for what he got convicted for. So, I mean, it's all personal payback for this, which I do like that this is a a, a mob war, so to speak, that is not of Sonny's doing. That it's just like, hey, I was just minding was my my own business, uh, my own my right. business here on PH uh, before you guys showed up. So, right, uh, I like that it's at least a little different than that. But it's just like Jordan's, like that she wouldn't see the, the 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 smart play being that okay, any of my other three teammates would do the same thing in my position where they would use this opportunity to pin the guilt on the three dead people so they could stay free to still keep working on trying to get Cyrus taken down for good. But she's like, uh, the fact that Jordan's so blind to that just frustrates me. Yeah, she's kind of getting on my nerves in that respect, too. But what I really loved about her this week is that she finally explains what the situation is with her and Cyrus. Like, we finally learn what exactly happened. Because all we knew before um, Trina's daddy passed away or got killed is that they were all on this task force together. We never knew the details of the task force. We never knew why these four people were on the task force. We, we had very little details. So when she broke it down to Sonny and said, look, this is what happened. This is how it went down. This is why he's after me. It was nice to finally get some backstory on that situation coming directly from her. And that is some hearsay in another scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
so it seems by the end of it, I, I think she seemed to, well, I guess she's coming around to doing this, that, that this is the smart move. But she going to have to eventually, you know, eventually she going to have to. And then that's going to mean that she got to pony up with Sonny. And I don't know how that's going to play out for her moving forward in the future with the PCPD. So this is going to be a really interesting turn of events for Jordan in terms of how her character continues to move and groove in Port Charles after this is all said and done. Because she may end up staying as police commissioner and going on with business as usual, but I have a feeling that that's not what's gonna happen. Do you? I, no, I, I could see her just resigning and saying like, even though, even though you know, Cyrus is back in prison, I still didn't do great things. So I need to at least, I'm not gonna uh, admit my crimes, yeah. but I will just resign from the office. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a, a couple of people in the chat room are saying that they think that her and Cyrus have a love child. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and they're saying that they 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 were hoping Joe Costanza, Costanza was hoping that Taggart is in a safe house because um, we never really saw him, them take his body out. Like we no. saw funeral on there. Like they always do on soap operas. We unless we see the body in a morgue. With a sheet going over the face, we don't really know if they did or not. No, that's very true. I mean, it would just be the fact that he got Epiphany and Lucas in on it as well. I mean, not you could say that. Uh, I mean, you know, to. Epiphany has been in on worse. Yeah, I'm just saying, I, Epiphany has, has Epiphany has been a part of a few little cover-ups here and there. She she her hands are not clean. Yeah. Remember when she saved Sam when the, the PO came to look for her oh. and she saved them in that hallway? So yes. there was that. Speaking of the PO, not, you like that segue? Yeah. So speak, that. What an expert. <laughs> speaking of the PO, Miss Dolores, honey, is running around town doing things she shouldn't be doing and gets caught by Spinelli. Well, actually, Spinelli, they can't. They catch Spinelli catching them, so to speak. And then that whole situation, I was kind of disappointed in how Dolores backed down in that situation because up until that moment, she was like the ultimate badass. She was like, I don't care what you say or what you do. You cannot ruffle my feathers. You cannot get on my nerves. And then when Alexis showed up with Sam, it was like, okay, so I can't have nobody know that I've been talking to this councilman and being involved with him. It'll ruin his career. It'll ruin my career, but this is what I'll do. I was like, I was not happy because <clears throat> none of that was advantageous for Sam and Spinelli. All of it was advantageous for the PO. And I just hate the fact that she actually put herself in a position to give an ultimatum and, and give a deal. And then Alexis was like, shut up. Just take it and shut up. I'm like, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> she's that, like shut up i was like and even sam's face was like oh did you just tell me to shut up <laughs> it's uh the fact that you have spinelli <laughs> doing the field work you just knew it was not going to go well because uh, that's like he's like the keystone cops all by himself uh yeah which i don't know it seems now in you know maybe in mid-2000s that was all right but like now i'm just like oh come on i don't need the overly bumbling uh, goof on these things. Right. It just kind of makes me more frustrated. Well, it made Spinelli really, it made him look really stupid 
and yes. a lot smarter than that. So I kind of wasn't that, I was, I, I get that the writers were going for the light and fluffy comedic moment in terms of his character, because he really, him and Maxie are really the only two characters on there that could do that and make it work. And it would be funny and people like he, he, ha, ha, ha. But at the same time, I really was disappointed in how they made him so incredibly dumb. Like they made him dumb to a fault. And I'm just like, he's a little smarter than that. This is somebody that he's the technology wizard of poor Charles. Like he, he, he's smart. He's not, but then again, let me take that back. Then again, some people that are hella smart like that don't have no common sense, which is why he got caught. True, but it's not like he hasn't been a PI for like a, a few minutes. He's, he was in, he was in a, a, you know, a business with Sam for a long time and he's been doing this by himself. And even though it's more technology based on his side, He's still at least been out in the field a f- several times but it's with been Sam a and Jason. But it's been a minute since he was out in the field with Sam and Jason. He was a little rusty, clearly, because he got caught. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just he got caught. Oh, he, yeah. a little rusty. he a little rusty around the edges. He got caught. <laughs> like this, the moment where he does like that 360 in the plants, I was just like, come on. This was a, that was a little point. I was but, so annoyed by all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're right. So Sam gets uh, Sam gets busted when Spinelli gets busted. Sam and Alexis arrive and they have this big hold back and forth. And like you were saying, when Alexis says, "Hey, just take the deal that the parole officer is offering," Sam melts down. But I'm also frustrated with Sam. Like the fact that she instead of just taking this two years, but she keeps trying to needle. And just oh, Sam's whole motivation in this whole storyline is just I, I feel like just inexcusable to me. I can I can I can empathize with that point of view, but what I will say is this: when you are somebody that is madly in love with another human being, it makes you do dumb stuff. It makes you re- react irrationally. It makes you do things irrationally. It makes you do and say things that, under any other circumstances in your life, you would never, ever, ever do them. And I feel like this is the rationality for Sam behaving and doing what she's doing. She already lost Drew. She can't lose Jason too. And even but, though her and even though her and Drew were, you know, they were done and they had made made their um made their amends in terms of their relationship, I just felt like and, and Sam had lost Jason once before and thought he was dead for a minute. So I just feel like she's operating from a place of desperation and fear which is making her irrational. I feel like Sam's character is frustrating me because a lot of the point when she was with Drew, it was, you know, we got to make sure we're not involved in any of this business because we have family now and we got to put the family that stuff. So now she's, you know, with Jason. Uh, And so, but now it's like, I, I know I understand being crazy in love, but the fact that Sam just, she will name check the kids, but that they, that they are like the, the, like something that could be grounding her during these moments where she's like, oh, I should do something really crazy. Uh, oh, wait, I've like got kids. Widow. I can't. They are yeah, like, I can't. and that makes her an irresponsible mother. That's why when Alexis went off on her, it was, it was well warranted because she is using the kids as a footnote. It's like, you're somebody's mother. <laughs> you're somebody's mother. 
what's going to happen if they lose you? And then Jason is running around doing Lord knows whatever he's doing with Sonny. And now these kids are like orphans because they don't really have anybody. Right. So I, I empathize with you in regards to that, that sentiment about, you know, her just not being a responsible parent. But I think that's part of the fodder that they give us when we watch soap operas that they always have to give some of the characters a personality trait or personality characteristic that is um, un uncommon for that particular character because unbeknownst to us that are watching, they probably have some other storyline that's waiting, lurking and waiting in the wings that's gonna um, justify that behavior. So that I'm gonna go with that. I don't, I, I'm being very intellectual right now. I'm probably doing too much, but I'm gonna go with that. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think what doesn't help the storyline is that we rarely see uh, any Danny and Scout, hardly at all in this. So we don't see scenes of Sam at home with them or, or being out with them getting ice cream or going out to, for lunch over at you know, Kelly's or something. So we really don't get to see a lot of connection where we, we can see that Sam is being foolish because she's got a great thing with her kids and her kids need her. But yeah. we, all it is is like they're staying at the quarter the whole time and they're just like being handed up. We never see it. So I, I just feel like it's easy for the writers to kind of ignore the kids and just have Sam be like, I'm just gonna be crazy about getting myself out of this because we don't really see any of the true repercussions of what could happen. Speaking of the quarter maze, let's just talk about that for a second. Let's just talk about how Brooklyn got arrested. <laughs> let's segue on, segue on over to Brooklyn. They've kind of taken a lot of storyline away from her this particular week and they focus more on on Jordan and Harmony and and all of that but um <clears throat> they they've been focusing on the quarter mains and the whole ELQ thing and focusing on Brooklyn becoming more and more a little bratish when she doesn't get what she wants and I was really disappointed in the fact that when she got arrested and then you know Chase came and got her out and then she had to go to the quarter mains and tell them what she did and why she threw those documents up on Facebook, which I thought she was a smarter cookie than that. Like, I really wanted to give her credit, but that was dumb as hell. Like, Miss Thing, why are you putting stuff up on Facebook? Facebook is social media. The key word being social. Like, really? So she does that. And then Ned is like, yeah, I got to fire you because the board is like, mm -mm, no, we can't, we can't be having this. And she's like, well, why can't you go to Beth me? And that's what, that's where I'm like, I'm about tired of her doing stuff, thinking that there's no consequences to anything that she does because she's a quarter man. Like, that's annoying. It's yeah, almost I like agree. I have money. And because I have money and my family has money, I can do whatever I want and get away with it because <laughs> there's no consequences to my action. Yes, this thing there are. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know, in terms of her posting it on her, on her Facebook page, I know she didn't pl place it on her performer page. She did it on her personal page. Uh, but it, I would say it probably had been on that page for several hours at least before Lulu saw it. And she had been the only one that had viewed it. So <laughs> I don't know what that says about Brooklyn, that even on her personal page, eh, just one person is checking out what's going on with Brooklyn. It was just stupid. It was just dumb. It was like, <laughs> why you put, first of all, <clears throat> and then getting mad at the fact that Lulu saw it, yeah, no, you should be mad at the fact that you were dumb enough to do it in the first place. Like, why did you do that in the first place? That don't make no sense. 
Well, and, I do like that Olivia even says, oh, yeah, Lulu's not without fault in this. She shouldn't have been doing that as well, too. Yeah, but Olivia ain't got Lulu's back no matter what Lulu do. So why are we surprised at that statement? <laughs> we're, not, we're not surprised by anything that <clears throat> Olivia says that is not in support of Lulu because she can't stand Lulu for obvious reasons regarding Dante. But then Brooklyn leaves after her father, like Ned is like, nope, sorry, I, I can't, I can't. And she leaves and she's like, I'm going to sit. And she's like, I'm going to sell these ELQ shares to give back to her family for firing her for something that she did. Oh, I want to, I wanted to reach through the television screen and choke the hell out of her. I was so mad. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, that's well, the better. You know, that the show was not investing long term in Brooklyn being the ELQ receptionist or Ned's <laughs> assistant. Because they didn't build a really cool set for that. They just built this little ratty-ass hallway. And we're and- back. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. you, uh, you, have, you love every opportunity to talk about that set. That set really bothered you, didn't it? That set was terrible. That set was absolutely <laughs> terrible. And so if they're not going to invest the time, if they had built like a really cool, swanky area for her to be in, I would have bought that. All right. They're really clearly invested. We got a cool little set design for this, but no, no, no. You just threw this little broke down little hallway with an elevator in it. Oh, that was terrible. Stop it. Stop it. So yeah, that moment was like a little like, uh, I don't know. But what I'm also really loving at General Hospital is Brit, honey. And then I love that. Who was it? it um, there were two. Oh, there were two things that somebody said about her. <laughs> Ava, when Ava said the bridge is back, I was like, did not Ava? Yeah, was Ava? Did Ava say that? Yeah, no, no, no. I think that was Anna that said that. When Anna said the bridge is back, I was like, oh, 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 oh. did she just say that? <laughs> and then, and then when, and then when, um, uh, Bridge, Bridge, <laughs> Brit said to Elizabeth, little look, little Miss Nurse Perfect. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. I, I was living for that, living for all of those moments. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I love how she has come back and has had, I love how they've had her, and she's practically interacted with every single solitary person in Port Charles. And I love how they have not tried to sugarcoat her or soften her up. They've kept her that same snarky, attitudinal person that we love. She And when she walked up to Nicholas, all, you know, sunshine rainbows and lollipops and then slap the hell out of him I'm like yes yes i loved every single solitary moment of it but what i don't love is when this is the thing that's killing me and i don't know if you if you're noticing this as well why are all these people so invested in having these conversations with spencer like when did Spencer become like this person that everybody in Port Charles is trying to protect and and have his back? When did that happen? I, well, I mean, it makes sense for Britt. It makes sense for Laura. Uh, you know, Ava. But what about Ava? In is. Ava's invested in it. I mean, uh, their relationship's a little rocky because she kind of betrayed Spencer and you know took back the conf- the, the the witness statement about Nicholas's death at the time. So. They're a little bit on the outs, but she does have a soft spot for Spencer and does at least seem to have regret about her actions. Well, I was, but but, and then I loved how they, how they were all so salty when she, 
came back in and they found out that she had been reinstated at General Hospital. And Elizabeth was like, you did this with children and you did that and you did that. And she just went in, went in, went in, went in, went in. And then finally, um, she was like, yeah, and the board approved it. So get over yourself. Like she, like she, she, she's like a duck. She just lets the water slide off and keeps it moving. I love it. Well, she's, I'm curious to see because she does run into Neil and says, Hey, you look familiar. And Neil's like, Oh, I just have, must have one of those faces. So I know there's speculation online about what the deal is. A lot of people were, uh, you know, uh, suspecting that Brit was the one that saw uh, Neil and Alexis getting the freak on at the hotel last week. So uh, what what Brit's agenda would be with that information? Yeah, you gotta get your freak on. I don't know what Brit's agenda would be with that information, but well, I guess we'll see. She'll use it against Alexis at some point. I don't, think, I don't think she'll use it against Neil. She doesn't have any type of relationship with him yet, but she has had interaction at some point with Alexis in the past, and I think she'll probably use it against her. Uh, one other thing there, too, is as you mentioned, Nicholas gets slapped. I, I just wanted to say real quickly, I don't know if I've noticed a, a character that's come back from, returned from the dead, so to speak, that has gotten slapped so what much, Nicholas. so frequently than Nicholas. I mean, that's why, like... He deserves it, though. Like, he anytime he catches up with somebody that, you know, that thought he was dead, it's just usually a slap. <laughs> he deserves it, though. And then him, and then him, and um, I think that they're, show, they're starting to show some signs of the bitterness softening between him and Ava. So I think it's just a matter of time before they knock in boobs. I'm just saying. You know, if I were Nicholas, though, I would think I would, anytime I saw, I it was catching up with somebody that thought I was dead, I would say, I would always preface with the please don't slap me. It's just like, all right, I know you're mad. Please don't slap me. I, I've been slapped enough. But think about it, that actor. Great. Think about that actor in his face. It must be, because, you know, sometimes when people slap you, they, they don't mean to slap you hard, but sometimes they knock the hell out of you. They're like, damn, okay. I was to get back to what you're saying about uh, Ava and Nicholas, I am curious to see how long that they're going to keep them married or at least kind of draw this out because they're trying to set up like, oh, who's, who can make the other person cheat first? Yeah, uh, I think I, I think they're I think they're going to I think they're easily going to um, end up working, working it out with each other at some point because it feels like it's heading in that direction. And then. <laughs> This and this, you know, I'm always paying attention to the dialogue. So when Ava said this, I was like, it was just so unorganic and it was so white when she said, for someone with such an angelic face, she certainly can throw down. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) they need, they need to not ever, ever have Ava try to like if Nina said that I could see it if Maxie said that I could see it but Ava mm-mm. y'all don't never need to have her say that kind of stuff ever again because it was just like it was like it was like that it was like that dog head to the side moment like did she just say that okay <laughs> well that's not the only thing Ava was up to this week she was outside a scene with Trina who cut who skipped school to go hang out with Ava at the gallery yes and, and then Porter shows up Yes. Ooh, Ooh. Portia was having none of it. 
She was having none of it. She was like, why are you here? What are you doing? And like, I can understand Trina's point of view. She just, she, she's trying to, she is in a place where she's never had to grieve for a parent. This is a new normal for her. So she's trying to awkwardly work her way through that. And unfortunately, it's not going as well as her mother would like, because, you know, there's that. Um, and then I think at some point, didn't Portia have a conversation with, with uh, Carly about Ava? Yes. Yeah. So that was interesting. I'm interested to see how that little relationship is, is going to um, pan out. Speaking of Carly, but, but yeah, because I thought Carly was right with Portia, where it's like you can't. She she was right, where she said you can't forbid Trina from seeing Ava because that's only going to make her want to see her more. Yeah, so yeah. You just got to keep an eye on her and just play it cool. So I, yeah. I did like that Carly was sensible about that. Yeah, I mean Carly has been showing signs of civility <laughs> as of late. You know, she's been showing yeah. signs of civility every once in a while here and there. Um, but I know you're ready to transition to like her and Nell. And it's your responsibility for Nell. Of course, because she is, but she isn't. Because she teamed up with Nina to take her down. So I kind of love the fact that Nina and Carly are teaming up. I cannot wait for the shenanigans with those scenes. It's going to be yummy. But at least I, I like that Nina at least... Well, that whole scene was so weird where after Nina says, okay, Nell, I'll hire you. She leaves. Carly's in there and kind of break down to Nell about all this. And as she's explaining it to, to Nina, mm-hmm. all Nina's doing is just kind of shaking her head like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, 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 that head nodding was driving me crazy. Like, stop nodding your head, please. Stop nodding your head. <laughs> so. But I, I, I love that. And because Carly was like, you can't hire her because of this. And Nina's like, yep, I know about that. Yep, I know about that. I'm like, Oh, she about to say something that Carly don't expect. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm down for all of that. I, I, before we go though, I really want to get into um, two things. Two things that happen that are real short. The first one when um, Anna and Finn decided that they were going to plan their wedding, and Violet was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want another mommy. I was like, oops. Yeah. I, I thought I thought Anna was in. You know, I thought Violet was like, okay, Anna, move back in. My daddy loves you. And then when they were like, yeah, we're going to get married. We want you to be part of the wedding. She was like, I don't want another mommy. I'm like, I just go. <laughs> that was so awkward. I was like, ouch. And then I wanted to talk about um, Cam going into therapy. And and them keep sh- they keep showing that awkward ass kiss between him and Trina. Stop showing that kiss, y'all. It's so awkward. That is awkward. What I did like, though, is that as much as this society is trying to uh, destigmatize mental health, I feel like the best way to do that is to see on TV shows or whatnot that people having positive experiences doing that. Because yeah. otherwise, if you go by the old cliche, it's like, oh, no, I'm never going to therapy. Forget that. Therapy's yeah, for suckers. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the only way we can make sure that people feel like comfortable doing it themselves is seeing people that are watching on films or TV having good experiences going to it themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I was down for all of that. I, and that's a really good point. That especially young people going through therapy, because they show adults going through therapy on television all the time, especially on General Hospital. They're always showing the adults sitting in therapy, but to show a teenager that is smart enough to go to therapy because he's having post-traumatic symptoms <clears throat> that aren't allowing him to move forward was really powerful, I thought. 
and I felt like it treats reality of the situation. Like in real life, any any young ch- person that had gone through what Cam had gone through in such a short period of time would definitely have some stuff that he needs to get off his chest. Oh they yeah, might not feel comfortable watching, talking with anybody else by. Right between watching his his stepfather, you know, turn into another person and that whole drama, and then you get kidnapped with your with your best friend and that whole drama. That's a lot, like you said, in a short period of time for a kid to go through. So it was good to show that Elizabeth against her better judgment, let him go. Cause she has that whole conversation where she talks about how she was apprehensive to get help when she was raped. So this is a completely different situation for her where she's putting her needs to the side for the sake of her kid getting what he needs. True. And, it's a, and also as well that you can't make him go. I mean, you've got to want him to be able want to go. Otherwise it's not going to work either. Okay. What is, so let me see what they say in the chat room real quick. Um, should we contact the actors that play Cam and Trina and tell them to practice their kissing? Uh-uh, Michael B., you're not right. That, they little kids. Stop picking on them. <laughs> you think Cam, do you think Cam brings that up in therapy? Where he talks uh, about, like, I had a really I awkward think, kiss. I don't I don't he bring up how awful it is, but he is. He probably, <laughs> he'll probably bring up the fact that he did it and that he really yeah. had feelings for Joss. But I feel like, I feel like, remember a, a while ago, Trina had confessed, when I confessed it, alluded that she had feelings for Cam. So I feel like this is complicating her feelings because she knows yeah. that he doesn't care for her, that he's got, he's hung up on Joss. And I'm feeling like it's going to, at some point, compromise their relationship, compromise Joss and Trina's relationship because even though Trina is there for Joss and that's her girl, she got to feel some kind of way about everybody that she like is trying to get with Joss. I'm like, really? Like, yeah, no, that's true. Like, I am, I'm top sirloin over here. Why you want to go with the ground Chuck? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, yeah, so I, 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 have, I have no t- frame of reference on time for this, Carl. What time are we at right now? We're at uh, 6.55. Oh my gosh! Holy cow, Carla! I mean, we probably should wrap this up because I mean, uh, it's been a, a fun time breaking this down for you. But I don't know we people have. have got many other things they want to do on their Sunday night. So yeah, uh, yeah. especially uh, those other countries and on the East Coast and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're we're getting this thing, the the kinks worked out every week. We get a we're going to get a full three sixty degree view of Carla's work uh, office by the time this thing is done. We're back in the studio. It's going to be really cool. Uh, but thank you for joining us. As always, like us on Facebook. Give us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Michael B., uh, keep those suggestions coming. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> uh, if you want to stay in touch with either Carla or myself, Carla, where can they find you? Y'all can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. You can catch me right before the GH Report over at Black Hollywood Live, where I do The Curvy Critic with Carla Renata. Um, I'm trying to work it out where I can live stream from my house. I haven't quite mastered that yet, but as soon as I do, I will do that. And um, while they're doing those reruns on Superstore on NBC, you can catch me there every once in a while, too. Nice. Uh, folks, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm happy to go Jackie. I don't have nearly anything as cool as Carlos got going. So, you know, if you follow me, you know, well, I'll try to think of something. You can, I'll put up status updates on this terrible thing that's growing on my face. <laughs> and listen, you guys, stay safe. Whatever country, city, state that you're in, please stay safe. Please continue to self-quarantine. Please wash your hands. 
wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. And, um, and we will all get through this as um, a human race together. Well said, Carla. Well said. Until next time, folks, we'll see you next Sunday night here for an all new episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.